Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Not Born Yesterday, a profound exploration by Hugo Mercier, a renowned cognitive scientist at the Jean Nicod Institute in Paris. Published in 2020, this book dismantles the widespread belief that humans are inherently gullible. Through an engaging synthesis of studies, evolutionary biology, and historical anecdotes, Mercier convincingly argues that humans possess advanced cognitive mechanisms for evaluating trustworthiness and credibility. These mechanisms enable us to discern who to trust, what to believe, and when to reject misleading information. Hugo Mercier is not only a distinguished scholar in cognitive science, but he has also significantly contributed to our understanding of human reasoning and its evolutionary benefits through his previous work, The Enigma of Reason. His research primarily focuses on cognitive reasoning and what he terms as open vigilance, offering invaluable insights into the innate skepticism of the human mind. Not Born Yesterday is a must-read for history enthusiasts, individuals fascinated by evolutionary psychology, and anyone seeking to navigate the complexities of whom and what to trust in a world saturated with information. Join us as we explore how Mercier's work illuminates the intricacy of human cognition and our sophisticated capacity for discernment. Not Born Yesterday, The Science of Who We Trust and What We Believe. Introduction. Unlock the secrets to sifting through the noise, how humans figure out truth from deception. We live in an age where the boundaries between truth and deception seem blurrier than ever. Fake news, misinformation, and unreliable sources are part of our daily lives. Yet, to label human beings as gullible creatures who effortlessly fall for falsehoods misses a significant part of the story. Our minds are not passive receivers of information. Instead, they are equipped with sophisticated cognitive tools that help us navigate the murky waters of communication and decide what to believe. This exploration dives deep into the mechanisms of cognitive reasoning that underpin our perceptions of trustworthiness and skepticism. These mental frameworks are not just random quirks of thought, but are the result of millennia of human evolution. They are the keys to our survival, enabling us to distinguish friend from foe and truth from falsehood in a complex social landscape. Let's embark on a journey to understand the intricate dance between signaler and receiver, exploring the subtle cues and indicators that guide our judgments. We'll discover why sending unreliable signals carries a hidden cost, not just in human interactions, but in the animal kingdom as well. It's a cost that has shaped the evolution of communication, pressing species towards honesty or punishing those who stray too far from it. Moreover, we'll unveil the arsenal of cognitive tools developed by humans to shield us from the pitfalls of extreme gullibility. These tools are not just about skepticism, but about fine-tuning our ability to assess the credibility of the information and its source. And, for a touch of practical advice in a digital age, think twice before trusting your GPS blindly. This mundane example underscores a broader principle. Always question and verify, 
because in the information era, not all that glitters is gold. As we navigate this insightful exploration, it becomes clear that our perception of reality is not just about the information presented to us, but about how we process it. The journey through figuring out what to believe is not only a testament to human intelligence, but a reminder of our ongoing quest for truth in a constantly changing world. Part 1. Why we gravitate towards beliefs that echo our own worldview. Picture this scenario. You're walking back home, and a sophisticated, well-dressed individual approaches you with a story of urgency. He presents himself as a doctor in dire need of reaching a hospital, but has found himself without his wallet. He asks for $20 for a taxi, promising reimbursement from his secretary later. Despite initial doubts, pieces of his story align with your expectations of a trustworthy individual, and you decide to lend the money. Yet as it turns out, the phone number leads nowhere. The doctor is a myth, a fabrication by a convincing stranger. This anecdote, drawn from the author's personal experience two decades ago, raises an intriguing question. Why do we sometimes fall for such deceptions? Here's the insight. In deciding what to believe, we're naturally inclined towards beliefs that align with our goals and resonate with our existing perceptions. This inclination challenges the widely held view that humans are fundamentally gullible, a perspective often supported by historical references to massive propaganda efforts, such as those employed by the Nazis. However, when scrutinizing the effectiveness of such propaganda, it's evident that it largely failed to alter existing beliefs, instead finding traction primarily among those already predisposed to its messages. Critics might argue, citing the facts model of internalization, that humans are essentially cultural sponges, absorbing and transmitting the values and norms around them without discernment. While our daily behaviors, from language use to dressing, are undoubtedly shaped by culture, this model underestimates the diversity and individuality within societies. After all, if we were mere cultural copycats, how could the same concept inspire such myriad interpretations? like a hundred distinctly unique sunflower paintings from a hundred artists. The truth is, our beliefs and the stories we choose to accept are not randomly acquired. They're carefully curated selections that complement our existing worldview. Contrary to the notion of inherent gullibility, we do not blindly conform or follow leaders merely because of their charisma. That said, our judgment can still falter particularly when confronted with information that neatly fits our preconceived notions, much like the author's encounter with the fictitious doctor. In essence, our beliefs are a tapestry of thoughts and ideas that reflect our individual perspectives, demonstrating not our susceptibility to deception, but our subconscious desire for congruence in our worldview. Part 2. The Subtle Art of Honest Signaling in Aligned Interests At its core, Communication is the bridge that allows us to escape the isolation of our own minds, enabling cooperation and the sharing of invaluable knowledge. It's a tool so fundamental to our survival and success that its importance cannot be overstated. From the perspective of evolution, as proposed by Charles Darwin, the fitness of an organism, its ability to survive and reproduce, is significantly enhanced by cooperation 
and the accurate exchange of information among those with shared goals. This shared objective, or inclusive fitness among individuals with common goals, fosters an environment where sending reliable signals becomes not just important, but essential. Let's delve into the fascinating world of bees to understand this principle in action. Bees, with their intricate waggle dance, communicate the location of nectar to their hive mates based on first-hand knowledge and social information. This dance is a testament to the high value placed on reliable signaling within the hive. Interestingly, when bees communicated the presence of a sugar feeder in a seemingly improbable location, the middle of a lake, their hive mates didn't discard this information as implausible. Instead, they ventured out to the lake in numbers equal to those directed to a more conventional meadow location. This scenario begs the question, why would bees entertain the possibility of flowers in the middle of a lake against their better judgment? The answer lies in their unified goal, the reproductive success of their queen, which is paramount to their own fitness. Thus, worker bees have no incentive to deceive, as they are all vested in the collective success of the hive. This principle of aligned interests, ensuring the reliability of communication signals, transcends the world of bees and applies equally to humans. The cost of signaling, whether it be in terms of time, energy, commitment or resources, implies that honest communication is inherently valuable. Contrary to the adage that kind words cost nothing, in reality, dishonesty carries a significant cost, eroding trust and undermining the stability of communication. This dynamic ensures that both parties maintain a vested interest in preserving the integrity of their exchanges. Over time, consistent unreliable signaling becomes unsustainable as it leads either to the disregarding of such signals by the receiver or to a cessation of their transmission by the sender. Through this lens, we see that in the dance of communication, whether among bees or humans, the choreography of honesty is not just a moral choice, but a strategic imperative for those sharing common goals. Part 3. Navigating the Maze of Messaging. How Open Vigilance Guides Us. In the vast expanse of our daily interactions, we are constantly bombarded with messages, suggestions and claims. With verbal communication at the heart of human connection, our capacity to share and receive information is both a profound strength and a potential vulnerability. After all, in a world ripe with misinformation, how do we safeguard ourselves against deceit while remaining open to genuine communication? Picture the mid-20th century United States, an era drenched in Cold War paranoia, where the specter of mind control and brainwashing loomed large. There was a prevailing fear that our subconscious minds were ripe for manipulation, susceptible to the omnipotent influence of even the most transient suggestion, say, a fleeting advertisement compelling an unwarranted craving for a soda. Yet, this perception of our minds as malleable clay in the hands of a skilled manipulator doesn't hold up under scrutiny. So, what mechanisms do we have in place to filter the flood of information, to discern the benign from the malicious? Open vigilance mechanisms are the unsung heroes in this narrative. They are the cognitive filters through which we sift the incoming barrage of messages, embracing those that serve us 
and rejecting those that threaten harm. Think of these mechanisms not as rigid barriers, but as discerning gatekeepers, fine-tuned through evolution to strike a delicate balance between skepticism and openness. The metaphor of the arms race provides a vivid illustration of how these mechanisms have evolved. Just as the geopolitical arms race between the United States and Russia saw an escalating cycle of military advancements, so too does the analogy extend to our cognitive evolution in the face of deceptive communication. Computers, constantly under siege by malware, exemplify a modern battleground where the integrity of received information is perpetually tested. Contrary to the perception of humans as inherently gullible, susceptible to deception by virtue of distraction or cognitive limitation, this narrative misses the mark. The reality is far more dynamic. Our vigilance mechanisms do not render us impervious to manipulation. Instead, they equip us with a refined sense of discernment, enabling us to navigate the vast seas of communication with a skeptic's eye. Rather than an inverse relationship between intelligence and gullibility, it appears that open-minded vigilance has progressed hand-in-hand with the evolution of human communication itself. In moments of compromised attention, our default is not naivete, but a heightened conservatism a tightening of the filters through which we process the world around us. In this complex dance of message and meaning, our open vigilance mechanisms stand as testament to our adaptive intelligence, guiding us through a landscape rich with both promise and peril. Part 4. The Intersection of Belief and Reason in Evaluating New Information Picture this. You and a co-worker are slated to meet a key client but you hit a snag over how to get there. You're in favor of the subway for its speed, but your co-worker counters with news of a strike. Riding the subway, she argues, is off the table. The bus emerges as the only viable option. The dilemma presents a choice. Do you stick with your initial plan, risking a futile trip to a shuttered subway station and a tardy arrival at your meeting? Or do you recalibrate your expectations based on this new piece of information? Here lies the crux of how we process and evaluate communicated information, drawing heavily on our bank of prior beliefs and our capacity for reasoning. This isn't a matter of obstinately clinging to our preconceived notions, or conversely, of abandoning them at the drop of a hat. Our beliefs hold sway, undoubtedly, until they're met by compelling evidence to the contrary. This is where our cognitive toolkit comes into play, specifically two key mechanisms, plausibility checking and reasoning. Plausibility checking acts as our first line of defense, a cognitive screening process that assesses the viability of incoming information against our existing knowledge. Should something pass this initial test, reasoning then takes over, guiding us through a more nuanced evaluation of the argument's merits. This two-tiered approach doesn't just safeguard us against gullibility, it fosters a level of open-mindedness that can pivot in the face of persuasive new evidence. The power of these cognitive mechanisms is most evident in group discussions, where the confluence of diverse perspectives can enhance collective problem-solving. Here, individuals are afforded the chance to reassess their stance, sift through competing arguments, 
and perhaps shift their allegiances based on the strength of new insights. The influence of credible sources plays a pivotal role in this dynamic, challenging us to integrate fresh, sometimes conflicting, information into our worldview. But what of the instances when we're inclined to resist, to challenge the information laid before us? Objectivity is paramount, demanding that we separate the merit of the argument from our appraisal of its conclusion. Taking our scenario as an example, your knee-jerk preference for the subway, its inherent efficiency notwithstanding, is tested by your co-worker's factual assertion of a strike. It's not the subway's operational speed that's in question, but its availability, compelling a re-evaluation based on the plausibility of her claim. This dance between belief and reason underscores a crucial aspect of human cognition. We're neither blindly obstinate nor excessively malleable, but are equipped with the means to discern, evaluate, and, when warranted, adapt our views in an ever-changing landscape of information. Part 5. Trusting your gut. How intuition plays a key role in judging competence. Imagine starting your car, aiming for a quick errand to the train station, and somehow ending up traversing an entire continent. This bewildering tale happened to Sabine Moreau, who, instead of driving 50 miles to pick up a friend in Brussels, ended up on an 800-mile odyssey to Zagreb, Croatia. It raises a chuckle, but also a perplexing question. Why do we sometimes place unwavering trust in certain sources of information, or, in this case, technology, over our own sense of direction? This story is emblematic of the broader challenge we face in deciphering who or what to trust, bringing us to an essential insight. Our intuition is a critical tool in assessing the competence and credibility of others. Intuition, that gut feeling, plays a pivotal role, particularly when bolstered by the concept of open vigilance. This mechanism allows us to evaluate a person's competence based on their track record rather than isolated successes which could merely be strokes of luck. For instance, witnessing a friend troubleshoot her computer effectively on multiple occasions builds confidence in her expertise, as opposed to a one-off event that could be put down to good fortune. However, this instinctive appraisal system also has its limits. If that same tech-savvy friend proposed a bizarre solution for a computer virus, like soaking the machine in disinfectant overnight, our skepticism would rightfully kick in counterbalancing intuition with rational evaluation. Interestingly, this nuanced method of appraising competence isn't limited to adults. Research has shown that even preschoolers weigh various cues before determining if someone is more knowledgeable than they are. This capability suggests an innate ability to critically assess expertise. Undeterred by the influences of a majority consensus or the allure of an expert's opinion, Before plunging headfirst into conformity or blind adherence to authority, individuals, children and adults alike, first scrutinize the perceived competence and credibility of the source. This involves juxtaposing observed expertise against their intuition and pre-existing beliefs, a cognitive balancing act that underscores the complexity of how we navigate trust and belief in our daily lives. In essence, our reliance on intuition to judge the competence of others is not about dismissing expertise or technology outright, but rather about engaging in a more discerning, 
nuanced discernment of credibility. Whether following GPS directions across Europe or evaluating a friend's tech advice, the interplay of intuition and vigilance shapes our decisions in profound ways. Part 6. The Real Impact of Fake News, Reinforcing Existing Beliefs Fake news has morphed from a buzzword into a societal boogeyman, often blamed for swaying elections and shaping public opinion in unprecedented ways. In the aftermath of seismic political shifts like Brexit and the 2016 US presidential election, many have pointed to fake news as the catalyst for decisions that, to some, seemed incomprehensible. However, when we peel back the layers of assumption and speculation, what role does fake news truly play in guiding public action? The essence of this inquiry reveals a counterintuitive truth. Rather than misguiding people, Fake news tends to reinforce pre-existing inclinations, providing justification for actions individuals were likely to take regardless. This phenomenon isn't entirely new. Back in the 1970s and 80s, as political science research grew in complexity, scholars sought to understand the influence of media on political opinions within controlled laboratory environments. These studies often suggested that media exposure could indeed shape perceptions, issue understanding, and evaluations of political figures. Yet when these findings were juxtaposed with real-world behavior, a disconnect emerged. After all, in their living rooms, viewers wield control over the remote, engaging with content selectively rather than systematically. A turning point in understanding this dynamic arrived in 2013, with a groundbreaking study by political scientists Kevin Arsenault and Martin Johnson. By allowing participants to choose their news sources rather than assigning them, the study found that most individuals either disengaged entirely or gravitated towards content that aligned with their pre-existing political convictions. Those who did engage with the news already possessed a foundational interest and firm opinions about politics, making them less susceptible to altering their views based on new information. This insight challenges the narrative of a populace easily swayed by counterfeit narratives. Instead, fake news acts more as a mirror, reflecting and reinforcing the beliefs of its audience. If misinformation had the power to radically change opinions with ease, it would signify a glaring failure of our cognitive vigilance mechanisms. Yet, this isn't the case. In reality, Individuals tend to insulate themselves within informational echo chambers, seeking out and embracing content that validates their worldview. Fake news, therefore, does not so much mislead as it legitimizes the convictions that guide us, serving as a stark reminder of the complex relationship between information, belief, and behavior in the digital age. Final summary. Contrary to the widespread belief that humans are easy prey for deception and misinformation, we are, in reality, far more discerning. Our ability to navigate the endless stream of information, determining what to accept and what to question, showcases the intricate cognitive processes at play. These processes, fueled by mechanisms like open vigilance, plausibility checking, and reasoning, allow us to judiciously evaluate the information before us. Through these evolutionary adaptations, we assess various cues that aid in judging competence, credibility, 
and the reliability of the sources we encounter. This level of scrutiny ensures that we are not blindly led astray by every piece of information that comes our way. Instead, we actively engage with and scrutinize this information, aligning it against our prior beliefs and the evidence at hand. Moreover, the phenomenon of fake news, often cited as a powerful force capable of swaying public opinion and altering behavior, is brought into a new light. Rather than ensnaring unwary minds, fake news more frequently acts to reinforce existing beliefs, serving as a bastion for one's preconceived notions. This revelation underscores the resilience and sophistication of our cognitive defenses, showcasing our capacity to sift through the noise, seeking out truth amidst a sea of misinformation. In essence, our exploration of information, belief, and persuasion reveals not a human weakness, but a remarkable strength. It is a testament to our evolutionary heritage, equipped with robust tools of discernment that guide us through the complexities of the modern information landscape. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.